Chapter 5 Baba's Return with Chand Patel's Marriage Party Welcomed and Addressed as Sai Contact with Other Saints His Attire and Daily Routine The Story of the Padukas Wrestling Bout with Mohindin and Change in Life Turning Water into Oil The Pseudo Guru Jawahir Ali Return with Chand Patel's Marriage Party As hinted in the last chapter, I shall now describe first how Sai Baba returned to Shirdi after his disappearance. There lived in the Aurangabad district, that is the Nizam state, in a village called Dhup, a well-to-do Mohammedan gentleman by name Chand Patel. While he was making a trip to Aurangabad, he lost his mare. For two long months, he made a diligent search but could not trace the mare. After being disappointed, he returned from Aurangabad with the saddle on his back. After traveling four course and a half, he came on the way to a mango tree and at the foot of which sat a fakir, queer fellow. He had a cap on his head, wore kafni, long robe, and had a satka, which is a small stick under his arm, and he was preparing to smoke a chillam, that is a pipe. On seeing Chand Patel pass by, he called out to him and asked him to have a smoke and to rest a little. The queer fellow of Fakir asked him about the saddle. Chand Patel replied that it was of his mare, which was lost some time back. The Fakir asked him to make a search in the Nala close by. He went and the wonder of wonders. He found the mare there. He thought that this fakir was not an ordinary man, but an Avelia, a great saint. He returned to the fakir with the mare. The chillum was ready for being smoked, but two things were wanting. Fire to light the pipe and water to wet the chappi, piece of cloth through which smoke is drawn up. The fakir took his prong and thrust it forcibly into the ground and out came a live amber which he put on the pipe. Then he dashed the satka on the ground from where water began to ooze. The chapi was wetted with that water, then wrung out and wrapped round the pipe. Thus everything being complete, the fakir smoked the chillam and then gave it also to Chand Patel. On seeing all this, Chand Patel was wonderstruck. He requested the fakir to come to his home and accept his hospitality. One day, sorry, next day, he went to Patel's house and stayed there for some time. Patel was a village officer of Dhub. His wife's brother's son was to be married and the bride was from Shirdi. So Patel made preparations to start for Shirdi for the marriage. The fakir also accompanied the marriage party. The marriage went off without any hitch. The party returned to Dhub, except the fakir who stayed back in Shirdi and remained there forever. How the fakir got the name Sai? When the marriage party came to Shirdi, it alighted at the foot of a banyan tree in Bhagat Mahalsapati's field near Kandoba's temple. The carts were loosened 
in the open courtyard of Kandoba's temple and the members of the party descended one by one and the fakir also got down. Bhagat Mahal Sapati saw the young fakir getting down and accosted him, Ya Sai, welcome Sai. Others also addressed him as Sai and henceforth he became Sai Baba. Contact with other saints. Sai Baba began to stay in a deserted masjid. One saint named Devi Das had been living in Shirdi for many years before Baba came there. Baba liked his company. He stayed with him in the Maruti temple in the Chavati and for some time lived alone. Then came another saint by name Janki Das. Baba spent most of his time in talking with him or Janki Das went to Baba's residence. So also one Vaishya householder saint from Puntambe by name Gagangari always frequented Shirdi. When he first saw Sai Baba carrying pitchers of water in both hands for watering the gardens, he was amazed and said openly, Blessed is Shirdi that it got this precious jewel. This man is carrying water today, but he is not an ordinary fellow. As this land, that is Shirdi, was fortunate and meritorious, it secured this jewel. So also, one famous saint by name Ananthnath of Yevala Math, a disciple of Akalkot Maharaj, came to Shirdi with some people. When he saw Sai Baba, he said openly, this is a precious diamond in reality. Though he looks like an ordinary man, he is not a gar or an ordinary stone, but a diamond. You will realize this in the near future. Saying this, he turned to Yevala. This was said while Sai Baba was a youngster. Baba's dress and daily routine. In his young days, Sai Baba grew the hair on his head, never had his hair head shaved. He dressed like an athlete. When he went to Rahata, that is three miles from Shirdi, he brought with him small pants of marigold, jay and jui, and after cleaning them, he planted and watered them. A devotee by name Vaman Tatya supplied him daily with two unbaked earthen pitchers. With these, Baba himself used to water the plants. He drew water from the well and carried the pitchers on his shoulders. In the evening, the pitchers were kept at the foot of the neem tree. As soon as they were placed there, they were broken as they were made of mud and not baked. Next day, Tatya supplied two fresh, fresh pitchers. This course went on for three years and with Sai Baba's toil and effort, there grew a garden. On this site, at present stands the big mansion, Samadhi Mandir of Baba, which is now frequented by so many devotees. The story of Padukas or footprints under the neem tree. A devotee of Akalkot Maharaj by name Bhai Krishnaji Ali Bhagkar worshipped the photo of Akalkot Maharaj. He once thought of going to Akalkot, Sholapur district take the darshan of the padukas, that is the footprints of the Maharaj and offer his sincere prayer there. But before he could go there, he got a vision in his dream. 
Akalkot Maharaj appeared in his in the vision and said to him, Now Shirdi is my resting place. Go there and offer your worship. So Bhai changed his plan and came to Shirdi, worshipped Baba, stayed there for six months and was happy. As a reminiscence of his vision, etc., he prepared the Padukas and installed them on an auspicious day of Shavaran, Shaka, 1834, under the Neem tree, with due ceremonies and formalities conducted by Dada Kelkar and Upasani. One Dikshit Brahmin was appointed for worship and the management was entrusted to devotee Shagun. Complete version of this story. Mr. B. V. Dev, retired Mamladdar of Thana and a great devotee of Sai Baba, made inquiries about this matter with Sagun Meera Nayak and Govind Kamlakar Dikshit and has published a full version of the Padukas in Sai Leela, Volume 11, Number 1, pages 25. It runs as follows. In 1834 Shaka, that is 1912 AD, one Dr. Ramara Kothare of Mumbai came to Shirdi for Baba's Darshan. His compounder and his friend, Bhai Krishnaji Alibakkar, accompanied him. The compounder and Bhai became intimate with Shagun Meera, Meru Nayak and G.K. Dikshit. While discussing things, these persons thought that there must be some memorial of Sai Baba's first advent at Shirdi and his sitting under the holy name tree. They thought of installing Baba's padukas there and were going to make them of some rough stone. Then Baba's friend, the compounder, suggested that if this matter was made known to his master, Dr. Ram Rao Kutari, he would prepare nice padukas for this purpose. All liked this proposal and Dr. Kutari was informed of it. He came to Shirdi and drew a plan of the padukas. He went to Upasana Maharaj in Kandoba's temple and showed him his plan. The latter made many improvements, drew lotus, flowers, conch, disc, maize, etc. and suggested that the following shloka or the verse regarding neem trees, greatness and Baba's yogic powers be inscribed. The verse was as following. Sada nimbarvi rikshaya muladi vasta sudhastravinam tiktama priyam tam tarun kalpa ve shruti kam sadhyatam namam teshvaram sadgurum sai natham Upasani's suggestions were accepted and carried out. The padukas were made in Mumbai and sent to Shirdi with the compounder. Baba said that they should be installed on the Purnima, that is the 15th of Shravana. On that day at 11 o'clock, G.K. Dikshit brought them on his head from Kandoba's temple to the Dwarkamai, that is the masjid, in a procession. Baba touched the padukas saying that these are the feet of the Lord and asked the people to install them at the foot of the neem tree.
a day earlier, one Parsi devotee of Mumbai named Pasta Shet sent 25 rupees by money order. Baba gave this sum for the installation of the Padukas. The total expense of installation came to 100 rupees, out of which 75 were collected by subscription. For the first five years, G.K. Dikshit worshipped the Padukas daily, and then this was done by Lakshman Kacherwar Chakhadi. In the first five years, Dr. Kothari sent two rupees per month for lighting the lamp, and he also sent the railing round the Padukas. The expense of bringing the railing from the station to Shirdi, rupees 7, 8, presently 7 rupees and 50 paisa, and roofing was paid by Sagun Mira Nayak. Now, Jakhadi, that is Nana Pujari, does the worship, and Shagun Miru Nayak offers the Nairvedya and lights the evening lamps. By Krishnaji, was originally a devotee of Akalkot Maharaj. He had come to Shirdi at the installation of the Padukas in Shaka 1834 on his way to Akalkot. He wanted to go to Akalkot after taking the darshan of Baba. He asked Baba's permission for this. Baba said, Oh, what is there in Akalkot? Why do you go there? The Maharaj of that place is here, myself. Hearing this, Bai did not go to Akalkot. He came to Shirdi off and on after the installation of the Padukas. Mr. B. V. Dev concluded that Hemant Pant did not know these details. Had he known them, he would have he would not have failed to depict them in his Satcharitra. Wrestling bout with Mohitin Tamboli and change in lifestyle. To return to other stories of Baba, there was a wrestler in Shirdi by name Mohindin Tamboli. Baba and he did not agree on some points and both had a fight. In this, Baba was defeated. Henceforth, Baba changed his dress and mode of living. He donned kafni, wore a langot, which is a waistband, and covered his head with a piece of cloth. He took a piece of sackcloth for his bed and was content with wearing torn and worn out rags. He always said that poverty is better than kingship, far better than lordship. The lord is always brother or befriends of the poor. Ganga Gir was also very fond of wrestling. Once while he was wrestling, a similar feeling of dispassion descended over him. And at the proper time, he heard the voice of an adept saying that he should wear out his body playing with God. So he too took up sannyas, sansara. So he too gave up sansar and turned towards God realization. He established a math on the banks of the river near Puntambe and lived there with his disciples. Sai Baba did not mix and speak with people. He only gave answers when he was questioned. By day, he always sat under the neem tree, sometimes in the shade of a babul tree near the stream on the outskirts of the village. In the afternoon, he used to walk at random and go at times to Nimgao. There, he, re he frequented the house of Bala Sahib Dengle. Baba loved Mr. Bala Sahib. His younger brother named Nana Sahib had no son, though he married a second wife. 
Bala Sahib sent Nana Sahib for taking darshan of Sai Baba and after some time with his grace Nana Sahib got a son. From that time onwards people began to come in large numbers to see Sai Baba and his fame began to spread and reached Ahmednagar from hence. Nana Sahib Chandorkar and Keshav Chindambar and many others began to come to Shirdi. Baba was surrounded by his devotees during day and slept at night to an old and dilapidated masjid. Baba's paraphernalia at this time consisted of a chillam, that is tobacco, a turtlil, a tin pot, long kafni, a piece of cloth round his head and a satka which is a short stick which he always kept with him. The piece of white cloth on the head was twisted like matted hair and flowed down from the left ear on the back. This was not washed for weeks. He wore no shoes, no sandals. A piece of sackcloth was his seat for most of the day. He wore a chopin which is a west waist cloth band and for warding off cold he always sat in front of a duni which is a sacred fire facing south with his left hand resting on the wooden railing. In that duni he offered an obligation of egoism, desires and always uttered Allah Malik, God is the sole owner. The masjid in which he sat was only of two room dimensions where all devotees came and saw him. After 1912, there was a change. The old masjid was repaired and a pavement was constructed. Before Baba came to live in this masjid, he lived for a long time in a place, Takai, where with Gunguru, small bells tied on his ankles, Baba danced beautifully and sang with tender love, turning water into oil. Sai Baba was very fond of lights. He used to borrow oil from shopkeepers and keep lights burning the whole night in the masjid and temple. This went on for some time. The banyas who supplied oil gratis once met together and decided not to give him oil. When as usual Baba went to ask for oil, they all gave him a distinct no. Unperturbed Baba returned to the masjid and kept the dry wicks in the lamps. The banyas were watching him with curiosity. Baba took the tumbril, that is the tin pot, which contained very little, a few drops of oil, put water into it and drank it, and then forced it out to fall into the container. After concentrating the tin pot in this way, he again took the water from the tin pot and filled all the lamps with it and lighted them. To the surprise and dismay of the watching banyas, the lamps began to burn and kept burning the whole night. The banyas repented and apologized and Baba forgave them and asked them to be more truthful in future. The Pseudo Guru Jawahir Ali Five years after wrestling bout above mentioned, one fakir from Ahmadnagar by name Jawahar Ali came to Rahata with his disciples and stayed in Bakal, spacious room near Virabhai temple. The fakir was learned, could repeat the whole Quran and had a sweet tongue. 
many religious and devout people of the village came to him and began to respect him with the help of the people he started to build an idga a walled enclosure in which mamidans pray on eid day near the vidarbha temple there was some quarrel about this affair on account of which jawahir ali had to leave rahata then he came to shirdi and lived in the masjid with baba people were captured by his silk sweet talk and he began to call baba his disciple baba did not object and consented to be his chela that is disciple then both guru and chela decided to return to rahata and live there the guru that is teacher never knew his disciples worth but the disciple knew the shortcomings of the guru still he never disrespected him observing carefully his duties he even served the master in various ways they used to come to shirdi off and on but their main stay was in rahata the loving devotees of baba and shirdi did not like that baba should stay away from them in rahata so they went in a deputation to bring baba back to shirdi when they met baba near the adga and told the purpose for which they came baba said to them that the fakir was an angry ill-tempered fellow he would not leave him and that they should get better get go back to shirdi without him before the fakir return while they were thus talking the fakir turned up and was very angry with them for trying to take away his disciple there was some hot discussion and altercation and it was finally decided that both the guru and chela should return to shirdi and so they returned and lived in shirdi but after a few days the guru was tested by devidas and he was found wanting 12 years before baba arrived in shirdi with the marriage party this devidas aged about 10 or 11 years came to shirdi and lived in the maruti temple devidas had fine features and brilliant eyes and he was this passion incarnate and adhyani many people namely tatya kote kashinath and others regarded him as their guru they brought jawahir ali in his presence and in the discussion that followed jawahir was worsened and fled from shirdi he went and stayed in bijapur and returned after many years to shirdi and prostrated himself before sai baba the delusion that he was guru and sai baba his chela was cleared away and as he repented sai baba treated him with respect in this case sai baba showed by his conduct how one should get rid of egoism and do the duties of a disciple to attain the highest end that is self realization this story is told here according to the version given by mahalsapati a great devotee of baba in the next chapter ramnavmi festival the masjid its former condition and later improvements in it etc will be described bow to shri sai peace be to god